Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Ms. Lolita, Personnel Director, Mrs. Tennille, our Technical Director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. Well, tonight we've got a special, special guest. Wonderful guy. I've known his family for all my 40 years, a little less. But Jonathan Burton, he's a PK son. We have a lot in common. Our fathers were both ministers, uh, background Church of God. But he is a business owner. He has exclusive cabinet program there in California. And of course, uh, he's, you know, may know his family, Jill Excellent Singer. In fact, I've got a 90-minute cassette that I still play outside meetings with them <laughs> singing wonderful, wonderful harmony. Exceptional singers. And so we just want to invite him tonight and pick his brain on some things. And he does different types of ministry also, too. He does the uh, seminars, family seminars that are very, very exciting. So let's give Brother John a hand for being here tonight. Glad to have him here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Brother John, if someone wants to call you to get more information about you, about your program, how can they contact you? They can contact me at uh, number one email at uh, john, J-O-N dot exclusive cabinets at gmail.com. That's my personal email. And then you can always reach me by phone at uh, 951-961-9536. That's my direct line. Again, to good to have you here tonight, my friend. We've been talking for the past couple of months or so, and it's just good to have you. All right, let's get to our questions tonight. Tell us about your background, Brother John. A little bit about yourself, if you would, please. Well, like you'd mentioned, uh, thanks again, uh, um, Pastor Prince, Brother Prince, uh, for having me on. I really appreciate this. Um, since I was a kid, like you said, uh, uh, pastor's kid, PK. And we don't realize the, the, you know, as we get older, we don't realize how much the influence of our father uh, is placed on us until you get to a certain age and you start work, kind of working into uh, your anointing or, or the, the, the pathway your father put on you. But I've always had a love for people. And I got that from my mom, my mom and my dad. My mom and dad, they just always shared such a, a compassion for the people of God. They just always had this, 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 uh, extreme love for them. And, um, so as a result of that, um, you know, I, I began to take on, uh, some of that just in my own spirit. And as I gave my heart to the Lord, uh, he just put a sensitivity in my heart for people who were unfortunate, uh, less fortunate people who were wounded. I have, uh, I have a very sensitive heart for for people who I see who've been pained in some way or another. Well, John, any warm recon- uh, 
in the past you can remember as far as with the saints anything you can remember any warm uh that you that you met as a child any type of warm remembrances you had as a child absolutely i we have uh <clears throat> i have such fond memories uh we used to live in a little yellow house on lexington avenue in springfield ohio uh -huh. and that's where we met people like i hope i can name names but the robinson family uh, yes sister, oh yes sister one family oh yeah sister manita and her, her <laughs> husband. and uh the the robinson family we were very close to our neighbors uh winnie miller uh next door neighbors and i have such fond memories of them coming to our home and we would have these get-togethers that we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the cast sure. i'm sure sure but yeah, great memories. Uh, childhood. I had a, a, a brother whose name was Brother Harmon. I never forget the time that he just showed up on a Saturday and he asked my dad, I'd like to take your boys fishing. Wow. And, uh, uh, I, I just remember him taking us down to this water hole. Those were the relationships that to this day, I absolutely remember of the people of God who took the time to to come out and do those special things. Uh, for us, brother, brother Bill, and and oh, I just can go on the, the Claiborns. I could just go on and on and on mm -hmm. with people who who impacted my life as a young as a youngster. And then our Sunday school teacher, Sister Baker. I remember her, the blue hair, the really pretty blue hair. She's that blue hair. <laughs> That's what I remember. But impactful, impactful uh, people in my life. Yes. When you rec when when you bring back those memories, how does that make you feel on the inside? Oh man, uh, it, it, it there's a sense of of, of relief uh, from the all the vicissitudes of life that you're dealing with right yes, now, yes, yes. and the weight and the and the worries and the stuff that you see on the news. And when you start talking about uh, a brother Harmon who would sit on that rock and and toss out a fishing uh, a fishing line, going down to the reservoir and all the places that we did as as kids coming up, and don't 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 get it twisted. Uh, once we became, that's when we were little kids and we started getting teenagers and we wanted to start making a life of our own. Uh, a lot of times we kind of strayed away from that, but the seed was already planted. Right. The seed right. was, the seed was in there. And it was, even though a lot of us have gone astray for a short amount of time, sure. we always found our, our way back because the, the, the roots were so deep uh, from our parents that, and, and those relationships. And I believe that that's what, uh, compels us to come back. So John, when saints separate, what are the emotional effects of that? When saints separate, what are the emotional effects of that? Well, I remember uh, the time when we were at a camp meeting and I remember we were, we were getting ready to leave. And I remember my dad had mentioned that uh, we probably say goodbye to your friends because we probably won't see them. And we never did. We, you will never see him again. And I was like, I just could not believe why. I, I just could not come up with any reason why we would never be able to go back to that camp meeting. Um, and it, to this day, I remember uh, my two friends that we were standing, they were standing in the driveway, the gravel driveway. My dad had a station wagon as we were pulling off. We're just, you know, saying bye, 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 all the way till we got to the end of the driveway. Wow. Turned on that country road, knowing that we'll probably never see him again. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's 
that was very uh, impactful. It was very sad. I remember my sisters crying uh, because they knew that they would not be coming back to that church and didn't know why. Didn't have a reason why. It was just like, you're too young to understand. And, um, you know, hopefully God will reveal it to you. But right now, uh, this is what has to be. And uh, I have so I have 14 brothers and sisters, as you guys know. Wow. And and uh, we were a very tight singing family. And to that was one of the things that we looked forward to because we had so many friends as a result of our singing. And to have that severed, I believe it really impacted my family. Uh, my brothers and sisters to this day are 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 seriously wounded wow. because of those those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk more about that. Let's go back to when you were in that van and you begin driving away. You didn't understand the issues, but you felt something as you Absolutely. drove away as a person. Tell me about how, how you felt driving away. Um, I, I just felt really, really sad, extremely sad. Um, just uh, wondering uh, how would I be able to reconnect to them? You know, would I ever run into them again? Uh, you know, we didn't have the, the the phone connections that we have now. You just pick right. up cell phone. It's like if you did anything, you would have to either run into them or you'd have to drive back out there. And in some of those places, those uh, camp meetings was way out in the Tulis. You know, you True. know what I'm talking about. They were way out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and, and it's like, how are we going to reconnect? Uh, but uh uh, thank God, uh, you'll, you'll find out later in the podcast, thank God that there have been some ways that we've been able to reach out. And uh, there are some reconnections after 40, 50 years. So wow. they're, they're coming around. Yeah. Any questions from our director at this point? Any contributions or direction? Not at the moment. No, sir. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, give you a minute to think about it while we get take a station break briefly. But when saints separate, how does that affect their children? He thinks about that. Friends, this is the Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches podcast. I want you to remember, if you've been disenfranchised. If you've been hurt or wounded, we're here for you. We're not a church, but we want to be the modality to support you in that, to help you to heal, reconcile, and get forgiveness. If you have left God or backslidden or not where you used to be, tonight's the time to get back where you want to be spirit. We've all been hurt in some situations, but God is able to bring you back even today. So come back to him. Men may wound you, but God will heal you. Amen. So back to our special guest tonight. So again, Brother John, what effects does this separation have on children? Is that long lasting? Does it go on generationally? How does that work since you've been through that process? Well, I, 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 I totally understand why God uh, hates divorce. He hates splitting up, a family splitting up. He hates uh, division in the family. He hates it. He, he knows the, the, the serious pain. Um, I've been in contact with a couple of my dear uh, church friends from when we were kids. We were very, very young uh, at a church in Springfield. And... And I, I just in talking to him as we we're approaching this uh, event coming up in the on the twentieth, realized that, that the wounds that they have are from decisions that were made by the parents. 
Yes, yes, yes. We, we have to just put it, we'd have to put it where it's at. Right. So for me, I'm 60 years old now. Um, some of these uh, the friends that we have are, you know, just a little younger than me or maybe the same age as I am. Uh, one has been diagnosed with PTSD. Church PTSD. If you could imagine my, my. Okay. an actual diagnosis of I can. I can. church PTSD where I can. they are, I can. are they're on medication and they're having to be they're literally seeking uh, medical help uh, from from uh, the doctors to try to process what happened. Why? Most of us, the reason why it's so tormented to the young people is because we're saying, what did we do? What, 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 what's wrong with me? What happened to me? What, I mean, we went to church, uh, you know, mo- uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, sometimes all week revivals. We were there. So what? And we were taught the characteristics of Christ. What happened? And so now they're 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 shaking their heads saying, and this is where I believe the scripture says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, what chance does the wicked have? It's because if we are the template, and the, we're supposed to be the template uh, for the world, and they see this division, it's like how how is that possible? And so yes, uh, we have a a, a couple, uh, two members in one family, who uh, they don't want anything to do with the church. They, yeah. they don't have anything to do with the church at all. Please go ahead. Well, and so I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You go ahead, please. please. So I think that uh, just because of that alone, that's where my heart really started being pulled to saying, Lord, what can we do? We see the problem. How can we how can we fix it? And if you don't mind, I give you just a little quick analogy. of If you would, please of a story that, that it, it didn't happen this way, but it was, it's an analogy. You two have two people walking on, on a, on a path and one person accidentally steps on the other person's ankle and the person falls down. He grabs his ankle and he's, he's in pain. He's just really hurting. And you try to reach over and help him during the time of pain. The first thing they say is like, get away from me. I don't, I don't want you to touch me because I'm in pain. And you're asking them, are you okay? Are you good? They're just like, I don't, I don't want you to touch me. Just leave me alone. Well, in time, as their blood pressure kind of comes down from the plane and they're sitting there, you realize that there's a there's something that you can do. You can run and go get ice. You can go get you can go get something to apply healing to that wound. Why? Because you're the one that wounded them, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't meant to happen. You didn't mean it wasn't to intentional. It wasn't intentional, but it happened. And yes. what, what I see in this is the parents caused the wound. And and a lot of us have to, I'm a parent. A lot of times when I wound my kids, I'm the one that has to go apply the ice. I'm the one that has to go minister to that healing. And I believe that uh, if some of the parents are gone, I believe God has ways to for other people to go in and minister it to it. But I think that that's where that's where our heart is right now to minister that that the ice to the, the wounded folks. Thank you. Any comments from our or questions coming in? Not at the moment. No, sir. Uh, Brother John, you mentioned the word divorce. And ironically, I've been doing some work with there's a psychologist here in town, background in counseling. I do retired now. 
But I've been working with the family that goes through divorce in the family, connecting with the divorce, separation in the church. The word divorce means to be separated, totally separated, uh, to be disunified or to be cut off. That's what the mm -hmm. word divorce means. Mm -hmm. And it's ironic how children of divorce parents, we feel the same things in the divorce in the church or people are separated. Uh, just a couple of things, what happens when church separates from those friendships, from those who you love so much, mm -hmm. uh, there's a level of anger that people feel. That's true. Uh, many go into anxiety issues, like you mentioned. That's true. Uh, others have to choose a side. Mm -hmm. Who's right? Who's wrong? That's true. And others engage in risky behavior. And I know individuals that are going through this right now. They, they've decided to go into homosexuality. That's right. Uh, one or two just give up all the God altogether. Mm -hmm. And others go into sexual deviant because of this. Mm -hmm. I would not say because of it. Well, it happened and they were so hurt. They just went this other direction. And of course, it affects and diminishes uh, worship. So it's going to take God and the Holy Ghost to move us through this. We discuss these things, friends, not to throw stones or bring up old issues, but to do better, That's right. to discuss it and to go forward mm -hmm. in reconciliation, healing, and in forgiveness. So again, I quoted uh, C. Stevens. She's an RN, CCRN, and a CPN. And also another young lady did those studies. And I'm working to do more about that, about the linkage between divorced families and divorced churches. In fact, you mentioned those who are in therapy. I know two young men. I was in a, uh, a, a church separation when I was a child. And there's two guys that are just, uh, one is non-functional. Mm -hmm. He can't work, no job, mm -hmm. just stays at home. In fact, he, well, he killed himself, we think, uh, about six months ago. Mm -hmm. The other one is a functioning schizophrenic. And mm. uh, he hears voices through the radio, et cetera, et cetera. So the, there is an element of trauma yeah. when people separate. Is that true, uh, Brother John? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not I'm, I mean, you're you're far more qualified to uh, clinically uh, diagnose that. But spiritually, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the things that the, the people that I've counseled, in the ministry, um, it's not just going to take prayer alone. It, it it takes people being willing to wrap their arms around people and say, you know what? I was there too. I felt it. I know what it's like. Get them to talk. Get them to get them to share their 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 emotional feelings about it. They they left me. The the uh, when I was a kid, uh, there's two things that happened. One, me, my brother David. And myself, when I was at Buxton Avenue, five years old, um, having all the kids my mom and dad had, uh, I fell asleep under the church bench and uh, they they went home. They went home. And they, were, they were having dinner. And there I was locked in the church. Uh, oh, wow. I was there locked in the church and, they had a big <laughs> and I couldn't get out. I was just like, help me out. And somebody happened to be walking past the church and they said, there's a little kid in here. And uh, they called my dad, pastor, and he's not too far along. And they came and got me. So even inside church, you can still feel abandoned. 
inside the inside the very place where you're supposed to feel warm and comforted and all the spiritual attributes of church. As a little kid, you could still feel lost inside the very place that was meant to help you. Wow. 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 Okay, let's go back. And that's a true statement. Well, what can we do if you sense someone is feeling abandoned? What can we do to reach out to them? I just think that you we put down all the the churchy stuff and be more friends. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we want to clean the fish before we can even catch them. Mm -hmm. We want to make them better because we feel good when they're better. Mm -hmm. It's always hard to it's it's harder to sit next to someone that doesn't look good or smell good. And you want to make sure that if I want you to be with me, I want you to look and smell good as me. And sometimes we have to roll up our sleeves and say, you know what, for for the for the sake of Christ, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to be dirty with you. I'm going to be in the same position with you. And we're going to walk out this thing together. So, Brother John, please come back next week. If you can, we have more we want to talk about, about what you went through and how God brought you through. Mm -hmm. We we went beyond time tonight. But friends, this is Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. And this is for Church of God, by Church of God. To let you know that if you're hurting, been disenfranchised, uh, like John was, like all of us have been to some extent, there's hope for us. We can recover. We can, amen, get healed, reconciled, and get forgiveness because there is a healing that must take place. Church separation is traumatic. I'm sure about that. Uh, From a counseling perspective, there's a trauma that goes with that. And that might last for years or decades. And so um, before we go, I met a fellow about 10 years ago. I hadn't seen him in probably 50 or 60 years. And when we met, we talked four minutes, and that stuff came up again, how we got hurt. He's, and he's in his 80s now, but he was just fresh on his mind. He's been wounded all those years. So that's why we're here, to reach out to those who've been wounded, those who've been disenfranchised, let you know. God is able to heal, reconcile, and forgive. May the Lord bless you. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you. See you next week. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen.